Hey, this is Dante. And I'm Lola. And you're listening to the, the Smoke, Smoke and Profit, Profit Podcast. Podcast. If you want to spread your message far and fast, then I've got something just for you. Today's word is all about collaborations because they help us build our influence, expand our connections, and ultimately spread our ideas quicker. And in a world with billions of people, who doesn't need that? You do, right? We thought so. Which is why we're glad you're here. In this episode, Collab-ish, Lola and I are going to break down the benefits of collaborations and tell you how to do them the right way. And because our goal is to keep things super simple for you, we're going to break this down into three actionable parts. First part is why collabs are essential. Second part is choosing the right partnerships. And the third part is how to market yourself for collabs. Oh, and we've got tons of resources to give you for free today. So make sure you check out the episode description so you can get them. And we're doing all of this so that you can use collaborations to grow beyond your present sphere of influence. So without waiting any longer, let's go ahead and get started. All right, let's go. You are listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast with your hosts, Dante and Lola, who are here and ready to resource you spiritually, creatively, and socially so that you can live life and live life better, so that you can do life and do life better with inspiration that is actionable, kick back, and listen, because your life is about to be Before we get into how you can grow beyond your present sphere of influence and reach larger audiences with collabs, let me just say I'm super proud of you for being with us today. You are listening to us because you're pursuing something greater, something greater than yourself, and possibly something greater than anything anyone you know personally has ever done. So shout out to you for taking the risk, and we pray your reward is great. Right. So now let's get started on how collabs help us build our influence expand our connections, and ultimately spread our ideas quicker. First things first, collaborations open up new markets because they connect you to people that you wouldn't otherwise connect with in your current sphere of influence. Here are a few examples. Rihanna and major fashion house Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, Adidas and Prada, and Burger King and Beyond Meat. Each of these brands uses collaborations to connect with people outside of their sphere of influence. Rihanna is connecting with a more high-end fashion audience versus the mainstream market she's been relating to through her music, makeup line, and intimate apparel. Prada is targeting a more youthful audience that doesn't necessarily have the money to buy high-end designs, but that have parents that do. And Burger King is creating solutions for people that want meatless and healthier options on the go. So Dante, your examples are perfect because they show us, one, how each brand collaborated with another brand that has its own unique audience, shares a common interest and two how the collaboration helps each unique audience need or interest get met by both brands collaborations introduce an audience and their need to a solution or service that interests them when this happens by a brand that they trust it makes them more likely to engage with the offer and to become loyal followers which is our next point collaborations build more engaged audiences and every biz brand or nonprofit needs engaged active followers, not observers. One way to gain more engaged followers is to diversify the collaboration. Diverse collaborations connect you with followers you don't have yet that know people outside of your circle of influence. Diverse collaborations help spread information farther and faster 
than you'd be able to do on your own or with people in your circle. Let me explain. Recently, I've seen tons of collaborations, which is impressive because I love to see people connect and spread life-changing ideas. What's not so impressive is that I mostly see collaborations from people within the same circles or spheres of influence. Now you may be thinking, what's wrong with working with someone you already know? I'll tell you, there's nothing wrong with collaborating with people in your circle. It's easy, comfortable, you already have rapport, and above everything else, you have trust. But always collaborating with people you know is like creating a super amazing product and sharing it every year with the same people at, at your, your family, family picnic. picnic. Let's stress the use of the word families here, Dante. Families are mostly alike. Families typically know the same people, have the same resources and much of the same knowledge. They have the same worldview and comparable upbringings. Sounds like a lot of the same stuff, right? Exactly. And while these relationships offer a more profound connection than strangers, and it is great to have this type of support when it comes to building your brand, business, or nonprofit, they may not have what you need. Their likeness limits them. So if you only rely on them as a resource, they can limit you. For example, my family is full of professional educators that can only offer me so much advice about corporate America and banking. On the other hand, if I have a question about school or a connection I need to make there, they can easily help me. One semester in college, I borrowed a book from my professor, which saved me money because she was my aunt's peer. My family connection helped me. Now, if I ask that same aunt about making career moves in banking, she would say, find someone that's doing that and ask them. And that's kind of what collaborations are about. Finding someone that's doing what you want, something different from you, and has a diverse audience that shares that interest. Then letting your collective genius come together to make magic happen for both of you. Lastly, collaborations free you up to do more. Not one single person knows everything or can do everything. So if you want to be more productive with your time, energy, and effort, use a collab. Let's move on into part two, choosing the right partnerships. The first point that we want to talk about here is knowing your core values. Before you partner with anyone, you need to define your core values and vision because knowing them will help keep you aligned with people that share them. Here's what your core values are. Your core values are principles you don't compromise. Your core values are what motivates your mission. Your core values guide the direction of your brand, biz, or nonprofit. This brings us to our next point in choosing the right collaborations. Network with everyone. If we haven't stressed this point enough already, I'll repeat it. Diversity is important. So diversify, diversify, diversify. Did you know your most underdeveloped, shallow, and insecure connections possess the highest potential? And it's because these relationships are less likely to know the same people, have the same information, and share common resources? Ooh, that's good. Here's a fact to support this by Dr. Meg Jay, based on a theory by social scientist Mark Granovetter. Information and opportunity spread further and faster through weak ties than through close friends because weak ties have fewer overlapping contacts. So network like your life depends on it because it can connect you to more diverse audiences. Then use those connections to help you make collaborations that will genuinely be more effective in promoting growth outside of your current sphere of influence. Now, before you jump into any partnerships, do this. Use your core values as a measuring rod for collaborations. Be transparent and let your potential co-collaborator know what they are and the desired outcome of your partnership upfront. Also, ask yourself, does this collaboration fit well with my overall vision and values? 
If it doesn't, this doesn't mean something is wrong with that person, business, or you. It means the collab isn't a good fit. And that is normal because people are different and things don't always work out. Do talk to an attorney or at a minimum, get contracts to protect yourself. And don't worry if you don't know where to begin. Today's resources include a law firm that can assist you with contracts like non-disclosure agreements, photo releases, and way more. All right, we're almost done, you all. Last part coming up right here, how to market yourself for collabs and partnerships. The first thing you want to do is show yourself friendly. Now, if you're an introvert and don't fare well in crowded settings, try this. Always maintain positive body postures. Lean into what people are saying by asking probing questions. People need to hear your thoughts too. So add to the conversation. Add to what they've said through your own knowledge and experience. And weekly, do this. Make it a point to join a conversation, talk, or introduce yourself to at least three new people. Now, if you have no problem working your room, try this. Be mindful of those who observe more than they listen and invite them into the conversation. Avoid coming off as the smartest person in the room by divulging too much information too quickly. In other words, give others a place to talk and share their experiences because you never know what people know until you've given them room to share it. Here's something you can practice each week. Make it a point to join a conversation and learn three new things about the people around you or the people you meet. Now, something else you wanna do when you're proactively seeking partnerships and putting yourself out there for collaborations is to let people know that you're available. I know this seems simple, but it's really important. And it's super important that you let people know what type of collabs you're interested in and how they can reach you. Two things that will help you get started with this is creating a one sheet and having an email template to solicit partnerships. So a one sheet is basically like a one page sales paper for yourself. It talks about who you are, your audience, the type of partnerships you're interested in, and includes your contact information and more all on one sheet of paper. The next is a collaboration email. So this is the first communication you're going to be sending to your potential co-collaborator. In the email, you'll want to introduce yourself, share your core values, some stats about your brand, and let them know how you're ready to work. And yep, you guessed it, we've got you covered with a sample template for both, a collaboration email and a one sheet. The link will be available in today's episode description. All right, so there you have it. Yep, Dante, you want to give them a quick recap? Sure, let's go. Here's what you can do to prepare and proactively pursue collaborations. Number one, know your core values. Number two, network with everyone. Number three, show yourself friendly. And number four, let people know that you're available. Yep, and if you're still on the fence about why you need to do this, here are the four benefits we mention again. Number one, collaborations open up new markets. Number two, collaborations help us build more engaged audiences. Number three, collaborations spread information farther and faster than you'd be able to do alone. And number four, collaborations can help free your mind, your time, and your energy so you can do other things. Now, if you take one thing away from today's episode, let it be this. It's essential to diversify your connections so that you can spread your message faster and grow beyond your sphere of influence. And the perfect collab is what you make it. So put yourself out there. Use what we've given you to help you find people that share your passions, are willing to collaborate, and have audiences that look like your ideal follower so that you can grow beyond your sphere of influence. All right, so go have some wonderful collabs, guys.